Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, welcome to a very special edition of the SC Report. We are definitely in some interesting times. They may take our freedom, but they will not take away the SC Report. We are here and we'll keep rolling uh, all the way until the season gets back on track. And what we're going to do is to start, well, with the benefit of hindsight, start getting back into the season previews for each team. And where else would we start uh, than the mighty Brisbane Broncos? Uh, so on today's SE report, I don't have the usual guest. We have got a very special guest on the other line, a bit of a cross-pollination of uh, another uh, another podcast that's out there, uh, Supercoach Champions. I'm sure that you guys all enjoy that one, but uh, it's a very, very warm welcome to... Oh, morning, Wilbur. Mr. <laughs> Wilbur himself, how are you? Oh, God, you got, you got, you got, me, good, got me good there. Uh, good to be on, Langy. Uh, thanks for having me on. And why else wouldn't you have me on but to talk about the Broncos, right? It is. It is. What a time to be alive when you and I can just get together for half an hour and talk about the mighty Broncos. Uh, excited to, to do that. And we do have um, uh, two games, as we said, in hindsight to kind of talk about uh, the good, the bad and the ugly. So similar to our Sunday night podcast that we'll start running through. And, uh, you know, you, I know you're a massive Broncos fan and also – um, have an incredible brain when it comes to NRL, but also Supercoach. So very fortunate to have have you on, my friend. Um, but before we do that, we as we did, and I know you're going to do the same thing, uh, free promotion for small businesses or, or anyone that's going to be impacted from small businesses um, during this uh, this COVID-19 issue that, that everyone's going through. And, and my first plug uh, that I've got here is uh, a takeaway joint. Not quite sure of what the name is, so it's not a it's not a great plug, but it's uh, it's in Burwood and uh, Burwood area attached to the Royal Sheaf Hotel. Apparently, they do a fantastic pasta and steak, and uh, and uh, just looking up their their Facebook page at the moment as well. And I'll what I'll do is I'll include the uh, the link on the in the podcast, but it's the chef's wife is the is the place. So um, anyone around that area, go check them out. And Wilfred, do you have any? Uh, promotions or advertising you'd like to, to briefly walk through? Yep, so we've got another plug here. So Maca- sorry, MacArthur Decks and Pagolas. So based in Western Sydney, uh, basically a great chippy with a lot of attention to detail. So if you're around that area, need a good deck or pagola or any sort of that kind of work at all, I think there's a great name for you to, to, to call there. So uh, maybe just look them up on the good old Google machine. Yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, what, we'll, what we will do is we'll go uh, put up all the links and everything and keep promoting. So if you are a small business or connected to a small business, um, 
definitely just shout us out, uh, jump into our DMs or send an email to NRL Supercoach Talk at uh, hotmail.com. That is NRL SC Talk uh, at hotmail.com, and we will promote you throughout. Okay, so what we are going to do, as I said, we're going to just jump straight into the Broncos, take about 30 minutes to preview then and uh, jump into the good, the bad and the ugly. Let's start with the good, mates. I'll let you hit off. Uh, you're the guest on the podcast. Who's really, from a Broncos perspective, I mean, no one probably is impressed more than Stags from a Supercoach perspective. Yeah, I mean, we can't go past Stags. Fresh off 121 points, three tries, his first career hat trick. Uh, I think, you know, there were some concerns after round one where he only played 52 minutes, went off with the crowd basically. But no, no issues this round, so... I think it's just a you know early season bit of fitness uh, struggle there because he did have a bit of a disrupted preseason, but absolutely he looks so dangerous on that right edge. Uh, Brody Croft seems to be knowing how to give him some early ball and just let him do the rest. So yeah, I mean round three technically unless they change the draw if we come back um, against the Titans, it's going to be hard to say no to that, especially when he's got a nice negative break even straight away. Yeah, absolutely. That was looking very tasty uh, this weekend. So he's going to be hard to hold out. Another player um, that's going to be hard to ignore as well, given the form over the past two two rounds, is Jermaine Osako. He replaced, uh, obviously, uh, Bird that went down with an ACL injury just before the season started. But uh, at fullback, he seems to be performing really well. Yeah, and I think the thing for him is he's he's always been a fullback and the last two years, he's kind of been pigeonholed, shoved on a wing because that was the best way to get him into the team. So I think we saw, especially last year, he struggled a lot in the defensive side of things and he definitely looks more comfortable at fullback. I still feel he's settling into the role and I can understand, you know, with him basically kind of shoved out of the fullback role right before the season started due to how well Bird had been training there and how he trialed compared to Osako. But yeah, it seems to be grabbing this opportunity with both hands and not letting it go. He's looked great. Um, I think you know round one was probably his best game at fullback uh, or base, basically his best game in first grade altogether. But, you know, he's he's got a great boot. He didn't go so well last week, but um, you know, generally he's an 85% kicker and that is getting somehow rarer in the NRL these days. So, um, you know, making plenty of runs as well from fullback. So he seems like a very safe option. It's. I think the question is if you've got to go one of these two guys. Um, mm. I'm kind of thinking maybe Osako might actually be the safer option long term, but Stags also has the opportunity of you know you can get him for the potential two week cash grab with the 121 in there for two weeks, but then you know he could still be a top six, seven, eight, you know potential center wing option for the year. So you could also be getting a keeper if you grab Stags at this point too. So it's an interesting. I think it's going to come down to a bit of a gut call basically. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And uh, he looks pretty safe. What's his base around about 50? Is that correct? Um, well, the first week it was a bit higher, but in the second week he was only, I think if you take out his attacking stats and also he had a forced dropout in there, he only comes back to about 37 points. Like I said, though, he didn't have his best goal-kicking game. So, you know, normally if he kicks like he normally does, I think it would have been sitting around the 40, 45 mark for his base, which I think for a center wing is fantastic 
Yeah, okay. And and what about the risk about him? I think his dad's in a – it's a pretty sad story what's happening there. Is there a risk that he you know, might not be there when we resume in terms of might be back in New Zealand or um, what, are your, what, are, what are your insights there? Yeah, look, I guess this is something we found out last year. In fact, that's where he was struggling. Um, I think we noticed that his game was not great. He was not in a great place mentally because his dad had been struggling with cancer and eventually he went back home to New Zealand, spent a couple of weeks with his dad there and he came back and I think you saw at the end of the season he struck up a bit of combination with Stags. They both scored a lot better. So it seems to not have affected him this round at least and I guess the, whether it's going to impact him long term, I think it's, it's it's a really hard question. I would say he's going to be okay. Um, I think he's yeah. probably gone through the worst of it. If it might have been like last year was when he found out that you know it was an inevit- inevitable outcome. Yeah. So now it's that he knows it's coming. Maybe it's just you know the news that came out was that he was taking a bit of a turn for the worse. So I think you know if you did have doubts over that, then maybe that's where you'll tip towards stags. Yeah, the best of uh, of luck to the Osako family. Hopefully, it all all uh, works out well there. But I think between the two of them, I mean, I, I honestly think that if you probably go both of them, you're probably going to be pretty safe. The Broncos' outside backs tend to score well. Stags uh, in the games he played eighty last year, and and even had the goal kicking was I think a sixty average plus player. And then Osako um, just performing the way he is, great goal kicker as well. I think over about eighty percent. And the Broncos look like they're going to be really good this year when we kick back off. And you've got to think, too, that you're going to have a fit Croft, probably a fit Lodge, um, and you're going to have Joe O and Alex Glenn back in the side so that they're going to be a, a handful. Yeah, and I guess I came into this season with I, – I felt like I'd kind of revised my expectations a bit lower. So I feel like, for me, I, the Broncos have outperformed what I expected from them the first two weeks. So that's great. And I think if the Broncos are going to keep trending upwards, then absolutely you could very well finish with both these guys in your centre wing come the end of season. Absolutely. Should we move to the forwards now? And there's probably one guy we don't need to spend too much time on, but that's Payne Haas. He's just incredible. Isn't he? I, I can't remember a player, particularly a prop, playing the full 80, uh, 80 minutes. Um, it's just an, and particularly how young he is too. So for me, it's just a, an easy locking captain. It's, it's not one of those... One of those options that I don't have to give too much thought to. Just lock him in, um, 75 to 80 points. Um, I'm pretty happy with that. What about you? Yeah, look, I think I don't think he's going to play 80 uh, once we do get all the troops back. As you said, Lodge, he, he was floating around the 55 to 60-minute mark each week, and I think once he comes back, he probably will build back into that. But uh, I would suspect once the Broncos are full strength, like Lodge, Joe O, Alex Glenn, Pangai, Haas will probably drop back to around 60, 65 minutes. But we saw last year he averaged 78 playing 63 minutes per game. So no issues there, really. <laughs> I think. Wait up, Wilfred, Will, I just heard something. Hang on a second. <laughs> Who's that? Boys, is this a Broncos pod that you didn't invite me to? What's going on? You weren't invited, mate. You weren't invited. Hey, what are we talking about? <laughs> Not, the Cowboys. Not the Cowboys, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got? Penalty Bronx, Friday Night Bronx, Thursday Night Bronx, uh, One Town Team, all the favourites in all the favours in the world. No premiership. Well, could, could, so, could be the solo Broncos soon, soon. The only side that's able to keep itself afloat. Man, I would love for you to have your own competition. Please go away and leave it to the other boys. Thank you. Well, we did try to, didn't we? It was called the Super League. 
Yeah, it didn't last long when you get a premiership with an asterisk next to it. Yeah. Rico, love him, love him. <laughs> Broncos at heart. Where are we? What are we what are we talking about? Uh talking about Fleetwood and Carrigan about to move on to the 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 uh the young bulls, mate. The uh young thoroughbreds that are uh, performing so well this year. So two pretty well, one very popular super coach op- option in Carrigan. Uh has not disappointed, I don't think. Uh and then but young Thomas Fleegler. Um he's been incredible, particularly his last game. Wilfred, uh, are you surprised by the performance of either of those two this year? Um, not not surprised. Uh, I think we we knew Carrigan was going to be good. He'd been hyped up all preseason. I mean, going from bench forward last year to basically vice captain of the Broncos starting lock. I mean that that is I guess meteoric basically, and he's lived up to it. I mean, sixty one minutes first round and seventy five in week two, and he got through a ton of work. Um, so yeah, no, certainly no surprises there. Tommy Flegler, I mean, I think we're both massive fans of the kid, and I don't think you know I'm not surprised that he was as good as he was. Uh, I just, at the same time, I didn't think he was going to get the minutes long term. But if he's going to keep up this form, there's every chance he's going to be you know demanding to play forty to fifty minutes each week. And if he's going to play at that high work rate, yeah, like I, I love it as a Broncos fan. Just I'm I'm a bit cautious as to whether he's an option for Supercoach. Yeah, and I guess what we've got here is we've got Lodge, Joe, and Alex Glenn. They're all going to be probably back uh, when the Broncos, uh, when when the NRL does return. And um, those guys that we were discussing just then, Flegler and, and Carrigan, their minutes could be a risk. Yeah, look, I definitely have to agree. And if anyone's going to lose minutes, I would say it's, you're like, Carrigan's not going to get 75, 61 even. I think he's going to get back to that 50 to 60 mark at best. But I think when he gets to do that, his work rate's much higher. We saw when he was playing off the bench, he was, you know, pretty much one point per minute and just in base. So I think, yeah, if Carrigan keeps, you know, 50 or 60 minutes, he's going to continue making good coin and like he'll be a, a nice cash cow. Flegler's the big question mark there. And I think it will depend on how many minutes Lodge gets straight up and Joe as well. So unless you've got him in your team already, I think I'd probably give him a bit, a bit of a swerve. Yeah, I think that's very good advice. How can we have a Broncos podcast and without Wilbur online then not talk about the mighty Milford? Uh, I feel like I'm like the like the resident Milford fanboy that every time Milford goes well, like when he scored his try last week, right, my phone literally exploded with the number of people adding me on Twitter or mentioning me on Facebook or just messaging me generally. Uh, going off about Milford, so I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I've got that reputation. Uh, well, I, I don't think it feels like, mate, you are his fanboy. <laughs> Look, I, I have been accused of uh, apparently following him around or something like that. So Stalking. Stalking. I think there's a, a restraint on you at the moment of some sort. I don't know. We don't need to go in those kind of details at the moment, uh, Wilfred, but maybe we can just stick to Supercoach and... Um, He's been pretty good. As um, as a Broncos fan, it's great. As a super coach, I'll, um, I'll admit it. I might got got that wrong one wrong. He's he's offloading. He's doing lots of good stuff. Um, and uh, you know, I, I, definitely in game one, Croft helped, but he only had him for about twenty minutes in in game two. So maybe Milford has just turned a corner. Yeah, I think the thing with Milford is that the last two years he's been asked to do something he's not naturally good at doing. And I felt that he got better at it 
but it wasn't good for him in supercoach terms. Um, Milford at his supercoach best is when he's running the ball eight, nine times a week, um, eight, nine times a game. You know, every time he runs the ball, he usually busts one or two tackles and, you know, he can get the offload away. You, we saw that in round one where he threw a ridiculous seven effective offloads, which was, you know, <laughs> great, great as an owner. Uh, but, you know, he's been asked to play that organizer role the last two years and it's not, it's not his natural game. And kind of similar to, I'm not comparing Milford to Lockyer at all, but Lockyer was always great at that, you know, game manager type thing. And, you know, he's one of the greatest, if not, Know, the greatest Bronco ever, and he was never super coach relevant for that reason. Like, he was a great player on the field, and I think like Milford suffered because he had to kind of play that role. Um, he he works best when he can just let the other person, let the other half take control, organize, not have to worry about getting to the kick and being ready to take the kick or whatever. He can just do his thing, and if he's not in position on tackle four or five. He knows that Croft will get the kick, or he you know, did, and if he's if Croft's not not healthy, um, whereas in the last years he had to be the one basically making sure he was ready to kick the ball, because and you know <laughs> Cody Nickarima wasn't kicking the ball, and um, you know Turpin and Macker and all the other options they tried at halfback last year that was never going to work out. So I think you'll find. Um, Milford was in the top four and, and even the top one in the last two years for number of kicks in the NRL. And the years before that, he wasn't even in the top 15, top 20. So I think that makes a huge difference to his game. So if he stays not kicking the ball as much, I think he's going to go back to being super coach relevant. Maybe not a 65, 70 average, but definitely much better than his price is at the moment. Well, I reckon you must be pretty furious. They've got a game, as we said, against the Titans coming up. He would have looked like a... Uh... A pretty good option, but I, I think uh, Milford's a bit disappointed as well because last time the the Titans played, they were giving away free uh, free Big Macs. So um, I thought he was probably in store then for a good fee. I think that was only if your Titans scored ten points or something like that, right? They they could get a, a free Big Mac, but oh, I think he could let that happen, mate. He was uh, he was all prepared for ten points. Give to the uh, give to the Titans, the Broncos to score about a thousand or something like that. So. Uh, all good. Uh, let's briefly just talk about his uh, new house part of Brody Croft. So although he hasn't uh, set the world on fire from a Supercoach perspective, I just think he's been a really good addition to the side and, and should allow all the other players we've basically talked about, particularly in the back line, perform to their best. That They haven't had anybody like him for a while. We can just see Cody Nicarima went to the Warriors and he got benched, right? So um, Milford is pretty much been doing it on his own. He's got now a partner in crime in, in Brody Croft who did suffer an injury, but that's only go, that will definitely not see him out for when we do return to the game this year. Uh, so I think it's that's why we've got it in here as the good. I think it's a good thing for the Broncos and their super coach output. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, whether Croft is that great of a halfback himself, he's better than anyone else that the Broncos have had the last two, three years. So uh, absolutely, it, it lets Milford do his thing. And although, you know, I, I don't rate his defense and that's a big concern I, and I, that's what I'm consistently worried about, especially if he and um, Pangai line up next to each other later in the season, I think that's going to be a real weakness for the Broncos. But, you know, it's a super coach point opportunity for opposition left side halves and left side back rowers running at them. I think we saw how that was taken advantage of by the Cowboys. Hey, JT. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think my sound's fixed. 
Ooh. Is that any good? <laughs> very loud, JT. <laughs> I think it was my yeehaw. I think it's just so excited. We mentioned the Cowboys, right? The power of the yeehaw has fixed my volume problems. How about that? <laughs> hey, what can't the Cowboys fix? Well. <laughs> Are you done or do you have any good input? Oh, I just heard Cowboys and I yeehawed. I don't even know what you're fast. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a, the token cowboy, the token yeehaw. That that's all you've got to offer now. No, no input, no knowledge, no wisdom, nothing. Just uh, stupidity. Uh, great highlights video I watched last night. Twenty sixteen Michael Morgan highlights. Uh, highly recommend. Well, at, least, at least you didn't say two thousand fifteen. That's good. Well, I could if you would like. No, no, it's all good. So mate. where all was good. I? Seventy ninth minute. Uh, melted <laughs> streaks down the field. You think, oh, it's all over. <laughs> Passes to Ben Hunt of all people who gets the ball stolen off him by Kyle Felt. Uh, shall I continue? Uh, I no, can I'm, 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 right? I'm, I'm <laughs> just, I'm just saying, I've got to, I can do this. Mute. All right. See you, JT. We'll speak to you soon, right? It's, uh, it's been good to speak to you. Not. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, okay, so let's move on to the, the bad, uh, Wilfred. Uh, maybe TPG, your, uh, your boy. You know, he's your, uh, your avatar on your Twitter, Twitter handle and uh, just suspended four weeks. And the, the issue with that, obviously, is that's going to carry over. So when the enrolled does kick... Um, uh, when it, the game does kick back on again, uh, he's got another three weeks to go. And it was TPJ. I don't know why I said uh, TPG. That's a an internet provider. It was pretty stupid, wasn't it? Yeah, get on your chair. <laughs> I thought you muted him. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I've got to mute him again. <laughs> I'm yeah, back. Look, not ideal, obviously. And we know how dangerous he is with ball in hand, but uh, he's shown he's prone to a few brain snaps. I thought he was a little bit unlucky. Um, because yeah, he was a bit of a dog shot, but he certainly wasn't aiming for the head and it, yeah, tailless. And so, so he deserves to serve his time, especially given his track record recently. Come on, Wilfred. I'm a Broncos fan. And even I can admit that was a dirty, cheap shot. <laughs> I said, it was, I, I said it was a dog shot. I just said he wasn't aiming for his head though. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, many people out there might beg to differ, mate. <laughs> Very cool. Either way, look, he's um, he, he's serving a suspension. He deserves it, and um, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Well, well, what that could do as well is going back to what we we're speaking about with the likes of a Carrigan or a uh, or a Flegler is that um, with uh, Pangoy out for first three games when we returned, even if a Lodge or a Glenn is there, um, one of those guys should get pretty big minutes without Pangoy on the side. 
It's hard to say though, because um, Hopawati, the two second game mm. rookie, he played eighty that last he week. He did. And, did didn't yeah. do much from Supercoast perspective, but yeah, but um, uh, yeah, he, he's he's got an interesting one. He's obviously been um, what well, I think he's been in jail, hasn't he? He's got a bit of a track record. Can put it that way, <laughs> but he's, he's not—he's not the usual uh, clean-skinned Bronco as well. Yeah, unfortunately, there seems to be a bit of a trend these days, doesn't it? Mm, mm. Oh well, he's—he has a pretty good, in all honesty, and um, he's a big unit too, big strong boy. So I think he'll definitely hold his place on the bench, um, and, and maybe it's more in McCulloch that, that makes way. But Seabold does tend to like to carry a, a utility on the bench. Well, currently he was carrying two, right? One, yeah. one spare hooker and a spare outside back. But look, to be honest, it's come out. It's actually worked out pretty well, given we needed him last week for Stags, and um, especially with this week with Croft going down. So maybe Seabold is smarter than what we give him credit for. It didn't go to well, Harlem Bron- for no reason, right? The Broncos have started off pretty pretty well, mate. So I think there's needs a bit of credit to, to Seabold. I think he's got the boys all reared up, and if the the Coronavirus wasn't out that the Broncos were probably going to be three and zip um, this week and top of the ladder arguably as well. So um, I think he's, he's done a pretty good job. Let's move on to Corey Oates. So um, Goats, you don't think you can call him that anymore? No, nah, certainly not. He hasn't played like a goat for a while. Or well, he played like a, a different type of goat maybe. There you go. Well done. Yeah, anyway, moving along. So so where, where's the ball going in attack? Is it going towards him or is it going down the other side? I feel like right now, because Milford's running the ball so much, like I think he's going out there to try to run the ball and that means he's not passing it, obviously on the left-hand side. I think that'll fix itself as the season goes, as people, you know, as, as the defences have realised they've got to really mark up with Milford now. They can't just let him run every time and he'll be able to, you know, use the extra space like he did in 2015, 2016 when, you know, Oates did quite well because he was getting so much space through Boyd wrapping around and throwing the cutout and, and you know, the, the threat of Milford running on the left-hand side. So right now, yeah, certainly more balls going down the right. We see that with Stags. Uh, but I think long-term, Oates will be okay. But for now, I mean, you can't you can't look at him until he starts to show a bit of life. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. It's it's a bit disappointing. He's going to be a pretty juicy price, I think, as well. But, yeah, I think you're bang on then. Um, the other wing, Arthurs, he, he played really, really good in the first game but just couldn't get any – really get close to it at all. He scored, what, about a 14 or a 16 in, in week two. So pretty much a rocks and diamonds there. Yeah, it was interesting. I don't know whether it's just because every time Stags got the ball, he ended up scoring uh, or, or just a, yeah, there wasn't really a need for Arthurs to get in there and – take lots of runs from the back like he did in round one. So I think it's too easy to make, too, too early to make a call. Um, there, there's, I mean, the fact that he's kind of shuffled from wing to centre as well. Um, we saw last week that Stags actually moved into the halves at one point and Arthur's went to right centre. So whether that's, you know, a, a permanent rotation he's going to do, I don't know. I mean, this is where Seabold obviously has, um, you know, tried a few different things and, as you said, it's been working out because we've won, but there are—it's not non-conventional, I guess you could call it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I think he's looked pretty good, and he's a he's a good little recruit for the Broncos. So at about three hundred grand, I'm not too ha- too 
disappointed to have started the season uh, with him, but there's probably a few other better options for people looking to grab a player before the initial price rises. Would you agree with that? Yeah, certainly. I mean, the fact that his second round was the lowest score is not great, so he might tank his price a little bit even. But yep. yeah, it you know, there's every chance that he turns up against the Titans, for example. Like, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Okay, let's move along to the ugly. Uh, just starting with the injuries there. So Lodge and Bird, both um, long-term ACLs. Lodge might be back uh, in like a 10-week time frame, and that's when we might just be getting ready to kick the season back off again, although the Bird looks like he could be missing. We'll definitely miss all of this and probably could miss a bit of um, next year as well. And, and who knows where he's going to be as well because his contract runs out at the Broncos. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, and the interesting thing with Lodge is actually he's not – he might actually be back sooner. There was um, a tweet NRL Physio put out because Lodge, he did – it was like a partial ACL tear and apparently it's something that he's played with for the last two years as well. So this was like a re-aggravation of sorts and basically what NRL Physio explained was that he had actually seen the physio – sorry, he uh, Lodge actually saw the specialist uh, last week and he was – basically told that he could take his brace off and start running again. So, yeah. and then the idea was that he would have another um, specialist appointment in three or four weeks time. And basically if he got like his, his rehab continued to progress, he would basically get the all clear to come back after that time. So he might've been as soon as a month away, uh, which I think that's crazy, right? Given what we had initially thought in the preseason. So, to me, as soon as you know the the footy restarts again, uh, hope fingers crossed it does. Uh, I think yeah, Lodge would straight be straight back into the team and might not might not even actually have to ease into it. He might be ready to go straight up because he, you know, depending on how long we have until the footy's back, he might have had a good two three months to actually continue running and building up his fitness again. It is amazing, right? And um, it's it's something of well, this is unprecedented everything. But when you've got players with serious injury, they're meant to be. Missing big chunks of the season, um, not even just talking about Lodge, but you've got Bateman as well, um, who was going to be missing maybe the first six to eight weeks. By the time we're back going again, he, those guys are going to be playing and that's going to have big ramifications for Supercoach because people have picked those round one sides based on those injuries. So um, I don't mind it, actually. I think it adds a, a whole another aspect to the game and, and I think it's going to be a pretty even effect um, across the board. Um You've already spoken about him briefly. I think looks pretty good from a, from a, a real uh, football life perspective. But Hopawade, he could be a a popular cheapie once we get started again. But I just think he's a little bit of a trap when you've got Joe and Alex Glenn to come in. I think he's probably going to play reduced minute, minutes off the bench. Uh, and uh, yeah, I can just see him being a little bit uh, of a, one of the poorer cash cow options there when we when we do resume sometime in a, in a month or or two. What are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, look, totally agree. I, I can't see him not being named on the bench if he's named at all, to be honest. So, um, yeah, you can't pick a bench forward, especially when there are better options uh, who, you know, not fighting in packs as deep as the Broncos one is. So, yeah, you'd you'd look at, you know, you'd look at the likes of Qatar and um, guys like that before you'd look at Hopawati. Agree. And maybe before we move on to the uh, the last of the ugly uh Justin, are you still there, mate? Do you have anything to contribute to this at all or are you just in for the, the shits and giggles? 
I'm literally watching the 2015 grand final highlights, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. I have uh, completely tuned out. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right, hang on. I got a beer again. All right, muted. All right, get back in your box, Justin. Just stay there and just get away from it. Uh, all right, we're, 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 we're talking serious stuff here. Wilfred, apologies about this amateur hour with Justin just ruining everything where we are. We're about to finish off the podcast and we're going to finish off with uh, the hooker situation. It's, it, it's not good for Supercoach. You've got Turpin and McCulloch there as well. Um, zero Supercoach relevance for either of them, but you possibly think as the season develops, maybe McCulloch might make way? Yeah, it's a tough one because obviously... Turpin, you know, he's getting, I mean, he's played 57 minutes and 63 minutes, but you kind of get the feeling both of those weeks might have just been inflated due to, you know, Stags going off a cramp and then obviously the Croft injury in round two. So I kind of feel like he might really get more than 60 minutes normally, maybe 55 and at his PPM. I mean, he's got a great sense for attacking stats and I think he continues to get them, but I just don't think he's going to be a reliable option and I mean, there's. it's interesting. He's got that nice little hooker and halfback dual position status. So it might be something you could look at if you really wanted to for you know later in the season. But, yeah, I do agree. It's just, yeah, just it, it's ugly. Just avoid it all. Yeah, I don't disagree there. Okay, so that's it for the good and the bad and the ugly for the Broncos. Um, what's your big, um, you know, what's your big call or your one to watch when play does resume. If you have one tip out there, super coach wise, whether it's the draw, whether it's who to avoid, who to buy, um, considering that, that the price changes are, are just about to happen, um, wh- what are your thoughts? I think there's a couple of interesting um, things I've been thinking about. So one is Dev Feeder, and we haven't actually talked about him. And I think it's kind of the similar to Haas, like you don't really need to talk about him, right? Everyone's got him. He's so dangerous. We saw what he can do in round one. But there's a legitimate argument that you could actually just let him get to his max price and then ditch him and find him someone else who's a bit more consistent. It's a riskier play because we saw how effective he can be. But there is, you know, he does only score about 45-50 if he doesn't get the attacking stats from time to time. So it's just something I've been thinking about whether I'd actually do it. Probably not as a Broncos fan, but I can imagine, you know, someone like JT might be willing to part ways with as many Broncos as possible, right? So JT JT loves the Broncos, mate. He would never, never ever do that at all. Why else would be on, actually actually be on the Broncos preview, right? What, what was that, JT? Sorry, would you say? I've actually got about five in my side. I don't and know how the hell that happened. It. You love it, mate. You absolutely uh, love see, it. Let's see. Haas, Flegler, Fafida, Carrigan. Jesus, that is more than enough. That You've will do Flegler. me. You're not, you're not that intelligent to start with Flegler. What's going on? I didn't start with him. I just traded him in. I'll probably <laughs> trade him out over the next six months, but who knows? <laughs> Jeez, anyway, it's a, let it's me, a... If you can let me go back to my Kyle Felt highlights video, that would be great. Thank you. All right, see you, see you later, Justin. Great value again. Good one. All right, cheers. And All guess, right, so <laughs> so I was going to say the other call I would probably throw in there is just, I mean, you know, broken record, but I will talk about Milford again because we saw him running the ball so much in round one, and it didn't, it wasn't that. Uh, sorry, in round two we didn't really see him run the ball as much, and I think most of that was just due to the fact that Croft 
went down injured after about 15 minutes. So he was kind of thrust back into that organizing playmaker role again. But all it took was one run, right? And we hadn't seen him take on like the whole team, <laughs> the Rabbitohs or, or the opposition, and, and just bust out a massive run like that where he scored about 40 points in one go with that massive individual try he pulled out. And I just think that's a great sign for his confidence. It shows that he is backing himself, which he hasn't done for a while. Uh, so I think, yeah, look, I, I do have a lot of confidence in Milford, and it's not just because I'm a fanboy. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think it's kind of been waiting in the wings for about three years, right? He's been threatening to do it and just hasn't been able to pull off a play like that. So I yeah, I, I um, completely agree with you there. I think he looks like he's ready for a big season, and he's um, despite my Macca's joke before, he he um, he really looks like he's he's in good shape and and ready to go for a cracking year. It's just a shame that we had to pause now. Uh, but anyway, um, that is life, I guess. Um, so don't worry, Milf will be back soon, and you'll be uh, solo trying it up in the the fifteen games we play before going all the way to the 2020 grand final. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about you, Justin? You on board with that, mate? Boo. <clears throat> is that a Sorry, cow? Is that a cow? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's the sound of the Cowboys, fellas. <laughs> uh, could even be the Titans when they come back. Might be nice and refreshed. Kickstart their year with a win over the Bronx in a 12-game competition to make the grand final. The options are endless, much more likely than the Bronx ever making it. Yeah, everybody. Okay, time to put you back in your... I feel like... It's, have you ever seen um, Hey Hey it's Saturday and uh, Daryl Summers with, uh, Dickie, uh, with Nick. Dickie Nick? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See you later, Justin. Bye. See ya. Um, that joke's about as old as the last Broncos premiership. Uh, mute yourself, mate. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wilford. It's been great having you on the podcast again. I think it's been a, a year or two since you've... Uh, giving us your time, uh, doing a great job with your own podcast. Do you want to give that a bit of a, a plug at the moment, mate? Uh, yeah, look, um, NRL Supercoach Champions, you can find us on all the usual podcasts, um, yeah, formats, so Apple, Spotify, Google Play, whatever. Um, yeah, you'll you'll find me talking, not not as much about the Broncos. It's We try spread the love, talk about all the teams. And then you've also got Bear, the 2018 champion who – uh, yeah, he's got some interesting takes and we have a bit of banter now and then. So, yeah, check us out if you like. I love I love Bear. And you, you better let him know that when we do the uh, the Melbourne Storm preview that uh, he better be joining us. Oh, look, I think he'll be more than happy to have a chat about the Storm. Good, very good. Okay, let's end there. This is the shortest podcast we've done in about five years, uh, 40 minutes. Fantastic, good. All right, we can all get to bed early tonight. So um, thanks again. Thanks, guys. As I said, we're going to be trying doing these every week. I think we all need a little bit of a distraction right now. We're going to run through all the teams, try and get plenty of guests on to roll through it. So um, stay in uh, touch with us and just uh, keep chugging along, guys. It'll all turn around and it'll it'll all become uh, right again soon. Uh, But until next time, uh, we're the SC Report and we'll uh, be back maybe Sunday or next week. Cheers, guys. Thanks. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.